So man, I found this game on Instagram called Celebrity. I downloaded it. We should uh we should try and play. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think it's like the game heads up. Uh, yeah. Um supposedly it's for, you know, for black folks, for the culture. God. The culture, huh? The ugliest woe ever. Hey. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> no. What is that? Oh uh, yeah, one of those? Yeah, let's play. Um, here, I'll, I'll describe the things to you and then you try and guess what they are. Yeah? Okay. All right. Here, so I put it on like a minute and a half. Just push play, right. I guess. There you go. It's upside down, fam. Okay. Well, I mean, that's your phone's fault. I uh, would be you. All right. All right. Ooh. There. <laughs> it's about drug dealing. Oh. It's a black movie. Um... Um, pay the full. Screw that. What do you put in your tea? Sugar. Okay. Um, if you're climbing Brown to sugar. the peak, mm-hmm. no drug dealing. Focus. Climbing okay. to the peak of a mountain. mountain smaller peak. hill. Yeah. Put those sugar two. Hill. There you go. Bing. Uh oh. Uh, two black women. Yeah. They were extremely, extremely ghetto. Um, um gold teeth. Oh, big crap. hair with, uh, Halle Berry? yes they um, went to live with that old white dude ah, and he thought that they were beautiful or no no no, no. black uh, american shit no i know what movie princesses. is but it's just the movie i literally just gave you the whole title I, what, black, acronym bro come on black movie princesses black american princess huh? babs thank you okay <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what that movie is. Skip that one. Oh, new new. Uh, uh, Ti. Thank you. Um, mm, give us us free. What? Give us us free. It's uh, a ship. Oh uh, shit! Come on, cross the ocean. Um, what's the I'm name? There you go. <laughs> Time's up. Oh what? Damn. I only did a minute and a half. Damn. Oh. Ricochet. Yeah, I wouldn't got it. I've never seen that movie, so I have no idea. Oh, man. <laughs> Wasn't too bad. You like my uh, my Amistad impression? Give us us free. Oh, there's a video. <laughs> that's okay, funny. Yeah, that's pretty sick. Okay. Oh, man. So how do we feel that. about the... All right. All how do right, we feel okay. about the Belivities? I see. I see how it's going down. No, they did not. Whole video. I definitely have a bonnet on right now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. oh man. Anyways. Anyways, if anybody's listening to this and wondering what I'm wearing, I'm a I'm in a three piece suit, you know, because I'm a classic. He has man. on a t shirt. No, I don't. All his good clothes are packed because he's leaving. So. No. No. <laughs> no. Three piece suit. That's how I do it on Sundays. Oh okay. Whatever. Yep. yep. It's Sunday. You shouldn't be lying. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's in spirit. Fish. I mean, I'm at oh. church right now. Oh, okay. In a three-piece suit. Wow. Whatever. Yeah. Anyways, man. Mm. Focus. Focus. So, this is your first time tuning in. This is Whoosh Night in the building. What's up? This is your girl, Vanessa Denae. And this is Love Yours, the podcast. Here promoting black mental health, black mental wellness, and black mental stability for the culture. One time. One time, one time. Let's get into today's episode. It's 
your girl Vanessa Denae. And it's your boy, Swoosh Knight. And you're tuning into Love Yours, the podcast. So, this week, <laughs> we're wrapping up uh, depression and maybe we're going to start talking about something that's seriously affecting them. Not only. Yeah, I hate to categorize it us. as like hot in these streets, but like, you know, things that have happened in the past like couple weeks. Um, so, unfortunately, two weeks ago was the last time we recorded. Uh, again, I'll take the blame for that because y'all know I'm going through some stuff. Anyways, um, yeah, man, right after we wrapped up recording, you know, me and Mr. Swoosh here were packing up. I hopped on the phone one time and uh, it was reported that Mr. Nipsey Hussle had been shot. And I was just like, oh no, you know, like one of those things where you kind of just, it's just like, wow, he's shot. Like, I'm hoping he's pulling through. Like, you know, it's not you're not thinking in a negative matter not when it comes to nipsey hustle you know we finished cleaning up mr swoosh is about to leave i think you were gone already actually yeah yeah around, he, out around the corner around the corner and um yeah my sister let me know that nipsey had passed away from uh being shot outside mm-hmm. of his clothing store the marathon clothing um yeah and if y'all haven't been bothered by this whole situation, I don't know what the hell's wrong with y'all. I have cried multiple times. Yeah. Not it. I was a pretty uh, pretty big uh, Nipsey fan. So, you know, I took it kind of personal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't the biggest, you know. I think I, when it first started out. I definitely thought he was Snoop's like brother, cousin. I was like, dang, they another one? Man, okay. All right, that's what's up. But it turns out, nope, they're not related at all. At all. At all. Damn. So, uh, tuned in every now and then. I was like, mm, I'm not really feeling this stuff. He had a couple little tracks. But, um, I don't know, it wasn't anything I was feeling. But then when he came around with the dedication, man, I listened to that whole album like for two months straight. You know, track one to track 18, all the way. So, I mean, it's sad to see. It's also weird to see because there's a lot of people that are like, oh, let's, oh, tribute to Nip. You know, I'm going to play this song, Dedication. I've heard, like, Dedication mm. the past two weeks. That's, like, the only song people have been playing. It's yeah, because like, people don't know about, like, his other mixtapes and stuff. Yeah. Um. So, I almost it feels like it's fake. And I've been in a couple of events and stuff, and they have, like merchandise and everybody has like see i feel a way about that like yeah all of a sudden people got nipsey quoted t-shirts and just like i feel like me personally i'm like too soon bro too soon the one with the halo and just looking down just the halo those printed shirts have been all over the place really yeah yeah nah too soon i'm i'm good i won't be purchasing anything like that yeah um the only thing I'm looking to purchase is stuff from actual marathon clothing. Other yeah. than that, I'm good. I mean, I think there was one shirt that was going that was going on. It was just like kind of a printed, like his outline of his face, one on the chest and then on the back. It was just it just blown up, saying like, oh, you know, thirty percent of the proceeding, the the earnings will go straight to uh, 
like helping his family it's like only 30 percent see i don't like i don't believe that did you see actually you know what i mean because all right rewind i don't believe it because first of all nipsey owned Mm -hmm. the masters to all his music right as well as all the money coming from like the store or whatever and unless me personally the way i feel about it unless lauren london or his or, or black sam or anybody else comes out and say that they need you know some money to cover some things like i'm not really right. trusting any of that i actually seen uh the other day i guess reggie bush and his wife oh yeah I talking just about like that up. oh what what was their goal like a million dollars or something uh, i think a hundred thousand just set up grants for his kids and <laughs> karen yeah. civil hit him up like yo i've we've asked you privately and now we're going on this this tweet of yours to say please stop we yeah like get out of here and it's just i feel like it's like it's so random yeah. like reggie bush what reggie bush, like, where you been at yeah i don't know I don't, maybe, I, I don't. the only people like they come out of the woodwork and i'm like maybe maybe they did like i guess they're all celebrities so i'm guessing they had or came across but it's just like okay time. reggie bush you got money you don't need other people's money. other people like and then it was like oh we're partnered with gofundme what like it just all of that shit was weird (laughs) all of it was weird partnered yeah with gofundme just like i'm partnered with target to get all my stuff yeah it was it was very weird and it's just like my thing is like reggie if you wanted to do something for the family you don't need everybody else to do it you can do it yourself yeah and you can do it privately why are you making videos and just all types of stuff like crowdfunding i guess i guess i i like i said that stuff doesn't sit well with me um yeah i was a i was a fan my sister mm-hmm. actually put me on nipsey yeah uh, she was affected pretty pretty greatly as well by the whole situation yeah uh did you watch the funeral uh, i did not i watched the little bits and pieces i hear that his sons is his sons or was it lauren's son that is biologically lauren and Lil Wayne's son yeah. but i mean it's right. his son that's another thing. Let me touch on that. Oh, wow. Because, like, it was posted online, and then everybody was like, oh, you tried it. That's not his son. That's Wayne's son, and blah, 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 blah. Man, y'all shut up. Shut <laughs> shut up. Because, yeah, we all know that biologically that is Wayne's son, but that boy lives with his mama. Uh-huh. His mom and Nipsey have been in a relationship for how many years? That's the boy's dad. Like, get out of here. Like, I'm sure... I'm not saying that Wayne is not involved in his life. That's they business. But, Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't see him talking about nobody but Regine. But whatever. Yeah. It's just like... Wayne got a couple kids, though. A a couple? This boy got several children. Several. Yeah. But I'm just like, I don't... You know, what's the point of y'all going all hard? If Wayne isn't on there talking about, oh, that's my kid. Not Nipsey's. Then mind your business. Shut up. Did Wayne speak at ceremony? No, he didn't speak oh. at the ceremony. He did tweet like something, something yeah. real short or whatever, just like R.I.P. Nipsey or whatnot. Right. But yeah, I'm just like y'all, let that little boy live. I'm sure he knows that Lil Wayne is his dad, but at the same time, time, this is my stepfather who I've lived with since. You know that boy's only what? Cam's only. I think he's only nine. Yeah. And so most of his life yeah exactly nipsey and lauren have been together for five plus years so it's yeah. just like that's his dad bro shut up true people just need to like i don't I, i've never got 
how people go so hard for folks who don't know them. Like, you're getting so amped up and hurt. Meanwhile, (laughs) Wayne is just like, my son did a good job on that stage. You know, like, just shut up, people. Shut up. Anyways, Mm -hmm. back to the funeral. Yeah. Uh, Funeral, I watched the whole thing as well as a majority of the procession. It was a really nice funeral. Yeah. It was a nice funeral. Um, There were some very uh, triggering points, meaning got a lot of tears going on Mm. certain parts. Uh, Man was definitely love for sure. Yeah. That's for sure. I I almost feel like this is impacting everyone more because we're at this age where it's just like, yeah, we were alive for Tupac and Biggie being gunned down. But at the same time, that wasn't really our error. Right. And I feel like he's was pretty influential. Yeah. He's on a roll, you know. Yeah, like it sucks that he put out so many mixtapes and now he's finally getting like that mainstream shine and recognition and Yeah. And someone who just being a hater. Yeah. I understand that. People gotta get all that hate out their heart. Speaking of haters. Also revolving around Nipsey. So apparently Fox News anchor Laura Ingram. Yeah. And whoever her little co-host is. I don't even know his name. I really don't care what his name is anyways. Um, But they're going to try and talk about, you know, Nipsey's passing. Mm -hmm. And they're talking about, oh, well, he made a song called... FDT, we all know what that is. Fuck Donald Trump. Um, and then gonna like, first of all, the clip that they showed on the little newscast or whatever, they didn't even show Nipsey Hustle. That was YG, man. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like y'all trying to say all of us look alike. No, we're, we're quite different. You feel me? It was a completely different individual. And then when it goes back to them, mm-hmm. they're gonna try and laugh about it like, oh, uh, you know, is that referring to having the lowest, uh, what was it, unemployment rate for African Americans ever? Yeah. What in the hell does that have to do <laughs> with anything right now? Like, you're mad disrespectful. And I don't care. Like, I feel like people are like, she needs to apologize. Apologize for what? Because she doesn't mean her apology. Yeah. Whatsoever. You're you're downright disrespectful. A woman lost her husband. Children lost their father. Mother and and father lost their son. And someone people lost their brother. And you're up here talking about like, oh, the unemployment rate is down. And he was talking about F Donald Trump. Shut up. There is stuff that is more relevant. You know what I'm saying? That song is how many Mm. years old now? Uh, Two. Three? Three? Yeah. And she's talking about recently released. No, Trake, it wasn't recently released. Shut the hell up with that. Yeah, I feel like media does, you know, they look for like, oh, how can we negate this? Or how can we like, you know, downplay? Right. Like, so you couldn't talk about the. the, Yeah, uh, something we don't want to talk about. The community service that he's done. The fact that Slauson and Crenshaw have now been renamed to Nipsey Hustle Square. You can talk about that stuff. Nah. You couldn't talk about how his contributions are now forever in American history because, you know, like they I just want to talk about the the ceasefire for Crips and Bloods in that neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? You you don't want to yeah. talk about that? Yeah. 
the thousands of people that were in the street to pay their respect to him because he was a good influence or how about all of the jobs that he's provided or how about he made all of his money legally bought black bought back things in the community as opposed to getting rich and forgetting where he where he's from and just skirting out on people. We don't want to talk about that. Though. No, we don't want to talk about that. We want to talk about this so, whole uh, shit. Like, what what have you done, Lauren, Laura Ingram? What what sh- what has she done? Made the rich richer. Not a damn a thing. So until you get like nothing but get dragged. You know what I'm saying? Like, shut the hell yeah. up. You don't know what you're talking about, and stop being disrespectful before somebody come and slap you. Like who? I mean, like who? If I see like who her. just got slapped? Who got smacked? Who? Who? I don't remember. Your boy Kodak. Oh. Oh, for, for saying what? You know what? I'm what? not gonna acknowledge <laughs> that specimen on this <laughs> on this show. I just I cannot. I don't want to do it. Oh man. And I refuse to do it. So Kodak <laughs> gets no shine, no love on this show. Man. It sucks because I, I did like a few of his songs, but then I really thought about it. Do I like any of Kodak's songs that mm. it's just Kodak? Mm. Or do mm. I like songs that he has features on? Features. And it's pretty much the features. So, yeah. yeah. Really... Kodak, shut the hell up. Man. Do something with your life. Mm. So speaking of Kodak. Mm-hmm. Kodak is blackiest. You're an idiot. Um, so, according to, I don't know what, what source this is, but some, some shoddy on Twitter, she pointed out the fact that, hey, all of these black rappers out here denouncing Kodak now that he's made a comment about Lauren London. I see where you're going with this. Yet, he has several charges of sexual assault. And they didn't denounce him then. And her point is being that because this assault or I guess this uh, crossing the lines was related to a man and how woman, how the woman in this discussion was related to this man. That's why. That's why they're denouncing. So what's your question? What do you think about that? Is that true? I feel like percent true. Oh damn! Oh like, damn! Let's let's look at this dude's like just track record of problematic things that he's done. Mm-hmm. Um, he had the one rape charge. Then he went on publicly talking about he don't like dark skinned women and oh. so on and so forth. Meanwhile, we're not gonna talk about his shade. Anyways. Nah. Um, then he's accused of rape again, has charges brought against him. Is he, um, this is a young one, underage, or was it? Mm-hmm, underage. Mm. Oh. <clears throat> and then, um, let's not forget his recent comments about young M.A. Oh, and yeah. then, now everybody's up in an uproar. Like, this dude has been a jackass. Been a problem. He's been a problem. Like, that's why, like I said, I don't. Don't rock with him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I, I get what she's saying. It's just like, oh, it wasn't necessarily that they were defending Lauren London. They were more so mad at him disrespecting Nipsey's yeah. um, memory. This is a problem and an issue. Mm-hmm. 
In hip hop? In general, black men, you need, we need to protect black women. Yeah, y'all need to, but, you know, do you. So in that regard, we're kind of trash. We could, we could do better. Kind of? We, 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 well, we are trash in that mm-hmm. regard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um. That's oh. that whole mentality of like, oh, that's his woman and blah, 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 blah type of thing. Like, mm-hmm. y'all gotta stop with that shit. For real, for real. Um, but yeah, no, Kodak has been problematic. I personally am juice for young M.A. to see him in person because I feel like she will slap the dog shit out of him <laughs> like fire. Just bah. Man, I feel like don't you feel like that would be like I know she's a she's a woman and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. But I feel like that would be a fight for that. She would win like I win. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like she'll dog walk him. She would. Because he's so, he's just so disrespectful. Do you know what he said to her? Yeah, as I heard the lyrics. Not even the lyrics. When he was talking about, uh, like, when he started making live, uh, IG live comments. That's where some of of these celebrities go. They go wrong. mm. It's just like, on Instagram live, this fool sat up there and said... How do you have, I'm, I'm going to censor it a bit, but how do you have a vagina and don't want to be penetrated? <laughs> what? What? You're a whole rapist. Like, no. Yeah, that's mad. It's like suspicious. I, what do you mean suspicious? <laughs> that's mad rapey, bro. So no, don't mean no just because I have a vagina. Like. This dude, he's mm, mm. <laughs> the best description I have for him is mothers. When you find out you're pregnant, like don't do drugs, don't drink while you're pregnant. Like there, something wrong with him. Right. Something wrong with him. But I am not making an excuse for him. But something is. He's definitely not all there, and he just be doing reckless stuff but mm-hmm. like you said it's up to black men to p- protect black women and i feel like he's going to continue to be reckless mm-hmm. until somebody beat his ass so it yeah. is what it is so all the people that talk about like oh his big homie and all of that your big homie should have taught you not yeah. to be disrespectful like that like i got some thug ass dudes in my family thugs <laughs> And Thugs. they would never say some crazy shit like that. No. No, no, no. See, see, parents, this is what happens when you don't regulate YouTube usage. Honestly. This is what happens when you guys... Because he's what? He's like 21? Uh, he's young. He's, yeah. I think he's 21, like 20, 21, somewhere in there. But th- that that's the age of like when you know technology started to take over. Even when I think about like the kids that I work with. Like, the stuff that they be saying, I'm just like, bro, do you think before you speak? And Kodak it's all due to... 21, born in 1997. He's an idiot. <laughs> an idiot. Like, I would... Oh, like, man. I got that... I get he has money, so... Parents might be like, oh, you know, my 
baby's successful. Mm-hmm. Your baby's a whole flaming idiot. Like <laughs> he's super stupid. He is oh, ignorant. Man. So the the money doesn't make up for that because that's just embarrassing, bro. Just embarrassing at this point. This is what happens when your kid acting up in class, but still got Jordans on his feet. Exactly. Stop doing that. <laughs> I'm telling you, some of the kids in my program after Christmas, bro, they came back with not even not even just Jordans, but they had on foams. And you know, foams. I, I got first of all, I wear children's size shoes, mm-hmm. so I know off top what price is. Plus, I'm a sneakerhead, so you know. But so you mean to tell me? This little dude brought home straight F's, got kicked out of class. You were getting calls at least once a week from either the after school program or the uh, school that he goes to. Mm -hmm. But he came back with some new foams after Christmas break. Hell no. (laughs) Foams, bruh, are off top. What is it? 180 now? 180, yeah. Yeah, no. Ain't no way I'm dropping $180 for one pair of shoes. And they were they were like extra too. So it wasn't like you could wear them every day. They were like gold. Nah, mm-hmm. fam. You about to get that uh, Kmart special? Because mm-hmm. you want to be disrespectful that I don't, I don't have to buy you Jordans. I don't have to keep you fresh. I just have to keep you fed and and uh, shelter. Yeah, and taken care of. Taken care of does not mean Jordans. Mm-hmm. He would have came back with some kids messing with me. Mm. Not even kids. This is what happens when uh, your baby cussing at you. And, and you, you think, think it's, it's funny, funny. bro? So you record it. That shit's not funny. That's not cute. It's not cute. That is not cute. Mm. Like oh, they just pick up what you say. No, that's why your kid's bad. This is why I don't got kids in my own. That's what happens when you have when you let your kids have Instagram at eight years old. Like, why do you need it? Why do you need it? You're you're setting your kids up to be exposed. First of all, Instagram. Think about the stuff that you see on Instagram, and then you you're gonna let your kid go on there. Like, oh no, it, it's just for their friends. They, they, oh, don't, they don't need parental. Parental controls? No, not at all. All you gotta do is hit the explore page. Legit had that happen at my program. (laughs) Just, and and not even on some like typing in any X rated stuff. On Instagram, I'm gonna let y'all in on a little secret. (laughs) (laughs) On Instagram, all you gotta type in the explore page or in the search Mm -hmm. is thick women. (laughs) <laughs> and you get some whole other shit. I swear, bro. Look at it. Do it. I dare you. Oh, man. Here we go. Do it. This, this is what kids... Like, I work with middle schoolers, for those of you who don't know. Uh, this is what kids were doing at my job. And I was like, hold the phone. <laughs> that I had conversations with parents. Like, yeah, your, your kid's looking up thick women on Instagram. And there's so many different categories here. Thick women, 1.6 million posts under the hashtag. Hey, oh. Mm -hmm. Oh, Mm -hmm. Oh, they're just Mm -hmm. free. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. No, some of y'all ain't thick. Some we I think we need to have a separate episode on thick and big boned people need to Shut people up, need fool. to know the difference. Anyways, but I'm just but saying, okay, do you want am. your little kid you want your child exposed to that? Oh, they're doing things on here. They're doing a lot. Having to talk to parents like, hey, you might want to take their phone away. <laughs> and then what happens they take one so the trend right now not right now but the trend is uh it'll be like little boys i'm saying little boys but they're like ages of 10 to 14 is what i have some might be nine maybe depending on when they started school anyways so the trend that they were doing last year was borrowing people's phone other people's oh. phone and watching porn on other people's phone yeah that mess Maybe is so reckless. crazy to me <laughs> i'm just like yo y'all are y'all oh, are wilding reckless they weren't necessarily doing that in my program but like friends of kids that were in my program were doing that and the kids will you know the kids are close to me they come back and tell me everything mm-hmm. so i'm just like yo what who does that like your man's wasn't concerned that other people was like knowing that he watching porn. <laughs> like no, no one's gonna stop him. No, okay, just in broad daylight, huh? Lunchtime, huh? Okay, that mess is crazy. So yeah, man, y'all parent your children before they end up like Kodak Black. Mm-mm-mm. Nobody wants that. Nobody. Nobody wants that. Anyways, man. Enough with the you know, pop culture if you will is it pop culture should we say hip-hop hip-hop pop. hip-hop hip-hop anonymous. hip-hop pop anyways hip-hop. enough with the uh hot in the streets quote-unquote mm-hmm. um yes, if you guys have listened to the past two episodes we've been talking about depression and how it affects uh the lives of people in the black community mm-hmm. uh we've gone over everything from diagnosis to treatment um symptoms therapy sessions like how they would go mm-hmm. so on and so forth so um yeah if that sounds like something that you might be going through like you might think you're depressed and you're not too sure and you want to you know double check and see if you are exhibiting symptoms of such yeah. you can go back and listen to our past two episodes which are episodes number mm, se- six, six and, and seven. seven six and seven six yeah. and seven so scroll back give us a listen let us know check it out um but yeah of course we hit you with the recap recap recap, recap. as well you know for treatment off tops individual one-on-one group is there you and a couple other homies? And uh medications? Yes. Which there are a lot. There are a lot. There are a lot. Some that we we told you that psychiatrists will probably tell you that they don't really kick in their medication right. They don't kick in until much later. So there's medication that you're gonna have to continue to take. Right. For a little for about two, three weeks before you actually notice a difference. Three to four. Three to four. 
I guess I was too optimistic. Yeah. Three to like four. Three to four weeks before you see any difference. Mm-hmm. Quite often they'll start you off low, and then they'll amp up your your dosage, mm-hmm. and then things will start rolling. Hopefully. Yes. We'll probably talk later about how issues along the lines of if you get off too quick. I'm pretty sure that's associated with uh, our main topic for this evening, but um, we'll move forward. So, common diagnoses of depression we went over is just major, major depressive disorder, which is depression for a short period of time at a high intensity. Uh, persistent depressive mood disorder, or dysthymia, which is a low level of depression for a long period of time, which we see for a year and a half to more than two years. Um, postpartum depression, which will appear after birth of a child, and it can happen in not only women, but also men. That's a quick tidbit there. Hashtag us too. Um, wrong hashtag, bro. <laughs> wrong hashtag. No? The, stop. Stop right there? Yeah. That's done? It just... Oh, well, I have to show Postpartum can affect both male and female. More commonly, female. That's what yes. everyone associates it with. Yeah. However, males can experience it, too. Um, another one is seasonal depression. I mean, I feel like that's very self-explanatory. But, hey, mm-hmm. when the seasons change, maybe your mood does, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, typically people do feel more depressed during the winter and fall months yeah which is interesting Um, but we will get into that i feel like that's attributed to the weather for one like so you're kind of in the house more often than not Mm -hmm. which would kind of make you it could make you isolated Mm -hmm. uh, if you live alone also because you have a lot of the major like family holidays so if your depression is due to uh, grief or loss of someone mm-hmm. um you know big holidays thanksgiving christmas stuff like that you don't really want to partake in i personally do not enjoy those holidays um that's just because my family is which brings other stressors and stuff like ex- that ex- ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, th- there is there is the the part of grief and loss in there with me, but it's also like everybody else dealing with their grief and loss and trying to push the way they're dealing with it on other people. So it just causes mm-hmm. extra stress. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, another thing could be is uh, daylight savings. That can be a big one. True. Um, sunlight is definitely a big part of depression. The lack of it makes people often depressed. Um, and like you, as you can see, some some people in Alaska, some people in Seattle who don't get that much sunlight, clearly affects them. Seattle has a high high occurrence of depression. Up Does there. it really? Yeah, hmm. mostly around the sunlight. Hmm. Um, learn something new every day. There you go. There you go. So, some some for you guys to key in on. Yeah. Mm. So that was a recap. Yeah, but like we said, if you want more detail, uh, go back and listen to our last two episodes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, but piggybacking kind of off of depression, 
Um, so depression can lead to a lot of other things, unfortunately. Like I said, like one of the main things that they ask you when you are having like, you know, depressive moods or episodes, one of the main questions you get asked is just like, do you feel safe or are you thinking about harming yourself or others? Um, so yeah, that's going to be our focus today suicidal ideation and self-harm self-harm so mr mr swoosh what you got all right so we're gonna start with the lesser of the two self-harm which is, is cool it? yeah i mean yes and no yes lesser because let's break it down okay definition of self-harm is the deliberate Self-inflicted destruction of body tissue without suicidal intent for the purpose of coping with overwhelming emotions or stress. Why I say it's lesser degrees because you are harming yourself, but you don't have the intent to end your life. So quite often, as, as it explains, it is often used to regulate emotions. The way my clients have said it is quite often with depression and a lot of the negative feelings out there whether it be loneliness shame guilt sadness Mm -hmm. devastation grief all of those things can be overwhelming all of them can become all at once you can experience all of them for separate things and they could change at different points and they'll just flow into each other you'll feel one after the other after other after other And to stop it and just to feel one, some individuals harm themselves physically in order just to focus on one or to feel one thing. Or they become so overwhelmed by all these emotions that they become numb altogether. Quite often, we can call that dissociation, which is the belief that your body is not your own, your life is not your own, your life is actually a movie and you're just a character in it. So you begin to start feeling detached from reality. So in in order to bring yourself back into your body, in order to actually feel something, or to actually just feel one emotion instead of five or six individuals self-harm. So some forms of self-harm that people engage in are cutting themselves, punching themselves or things, burning themselves or other things, pulling hair poking and breaking or bruising self so like deliberately breaking a bone mm-hmm. that sounds real painful but yeah requirement is unintentional a lot of my kids they like to punch holes in walls and stuff mm-hmm. yeah so and unintentionally you kind of fuck up your hands so that's why i kind of explain to them that's not the best way of doing things. Right. Yeah. And then they have to come back to like a shitty room with holes and everything. Yeah. So it's a way of handling things, I guess. But it's more of a maladaptive way of handling things. It's a it's something that's going to get the help you cope with the situation. But it's something that's going to come back and backfire or lead into other issues that could further the problem. Or intensify it. So, would you say that self-harm is more common with adolescents than it is with adults? 
Yeah, I just feel like it's definitely quite common with more with adolescents. Um, or do you think adults are just better at hiding it? Mm. No, I'm gonna say about my answer. I feel like adolescents, um, mostly because one adults have more access to other things to relieve themselves, I guess, oh, whether yeah. it be people or yeah. Or, and they have the funds to do so. Right, right. But um, not only that, but I feel adolescents, they have a whole... Within their culture, there are certain things that promote it, whether it be these kind of games or Momo challenges that pop up every now and then that encourages um, self-harm. So there's that one. There's, uh, there's like a Blue Whale project or experiment that they had to like carve a whale into their their flesh and then eventually like leads to suicide they have a number of these things that pop up or quite often within amongst them it's just like some it just seems like it's a badge of honor honor and they want to show it off right while adults it feels like it's more like well why are you doing that no you should be doing weed <laughs> or something else or a drink no come do other stuff rather than you know harm yourself that makes sense yeah um i think like with my kids at my program um as far as like those challenges and stuff mm -hmm. they haven't i haven't had anybody participate in those for a while there was something where it was like you draw a square on your arm with sharpie and take a picture of it depending on which phone but it like mm -hmm. supposedly shocked you when you did it so i had a bunch of kids walking around with sharpie scares squares on their forearm for a while and i was just like yo stop um but no i haven't I haven't had to experience any of the well at least not this year mm -hmm. um all right so yeah full disclosure uh, like I said, I've been suffering with depression for quite some time, probably, not probably, since I was a teenager, mm -hmm. um, but I didn't get diagnosed until recently because of the whole, you know, black people don't go to therapy and stuff like that. Right. Um, so, yeah, not many people know this, but I did participate in self-harm when I was a teenager. Uh, it went from, first it was like, I would, I think it was like one time I was, uh, there was a situation at home or whatever, and I guess my mom was upset, um, and I had like a hair tie on my wrist, mm -hmm. and so when she was talking to me, like I was pulling it, and so I was like mm -hmm. popping it, so that that's kind of how it started, so I started wearing like rubber bands or always having one with me, and then soon it got to like that wasn't enough to kind of make me leave a situation mm -hmm. um yeah so i started cutting myself but i stopped thankfully yeah um i don't i can't even say how i actually stopped doing it i just one day just stopped and was just like why am i doing stuff like that um but it went on for like a few years i think i did it for like three or four years where i would like have some sort of like razor blade or something like that i used to um 
you know, girls shave their legs or whatever. So I would like, Mm -hmm. before I threw away old razors, I'd break it open and take the blade out of it and just like kind of just keep it. Plus I did like my own eyebrows and stuff like that. So they have like the eyebrow shapers and things like that. So I would always have those and nobody ever noticed like, I don't think anyone in my family ever noticed. My sister may have noticed one time. And like a like a quick glance, like oh, okay, I mean. See, I did it in weird areas. Like I would do it high up on my arms, mm-hmm. um, but I think the only reason I would say my sister might have figured it out. She never said anything about it. But uh, another situation where like moms was just kind of going ham on me, and uh, I was super super overwhelmed, and I was in the bathroom and I was crying, and so I cut myself. And then, like, my sister came in the bathroom because I was supposed to be... My mom was, like, trying to make me wear a certain thing, and I was just, like, super overwhelmed or whatever. Yeah. And so my sister came in the bathroom, like, kind of trying to calm me down, but I was bleeding. Mm-hmm. And so she was just, like, looking at me, like, what the fuck? Like, why are you bleeding type yeah. of thing? And I was like, oh, I um, I cut myself with the hanger or whatever. And she just kind of... She kind of looked at me like... I feel like there was a... Like, she knew I didn't she knew, just, but like... We're not gonna... But we're not going to talk about it. So she just, like, helped me, like, clean it up and stop bleeding or whatever and mm-hmm. gave me a Band-Aid. Um, I think, honestly, now that I think about it, that might have been a partial turning point for me because I'm the oldest and having my sister see me like that kind of, yeah. like, didn't sit too well with me. Like, to this day, I can still see her face, like, when she came in. Um, I can still see how she was, like, looking at me or whatnot. So I kind of... Mm, I guess I just stopped but Mm -hmm. yeah like you were saying the kids said it's like I wasn't necessarily numb to anything it was more so like I was so so overwhelmed to the point where like my throat would get tight couldn't breathe um yeah I was just going through so much and like my head was spinning and it was just like it sounds crazy but the cutting like it kind of it was almost like it relieved pressure like literally like did it and then emotion started subsiding and all that stuff but Mm -hmm. i mean i'm a i'm a smart person i've never been i've always been book smart so it's kind of just like okay like we gotta get this under control you can't be doing stuff like this like it's not okay whether you know family knows about it or not it's Mm -hmm. not a good thing uh so i kind of just worked on myself and stopped doing it so yeah um so yeah quite often the cuts will be somewhere where it's easy to hide some on the wrist and then they're wearing long sleeve but some don't think that's great so they yeah they move up a little bit higher on the arm mm-hmm. um so some where the sleeves can easily cover up um or they'll i think i have a kid that like would do it on their on their thighs mm-hmm. um of course one of the issues when you're doing it as a teenager, you don't know about arteries and where exactly. things are. And, yeah. But, um, yeah, I think it's how, like, self-harm with cutting, of course, it's more, you know, uh, prevalent in, in women, but it does happen in men. Mm-hmm. Um, but not too many people look. Quite often, it's just disguised a lot differently. So the punching holes and balls or breaking right. things is more of it's still considered as self-harm mm-hmm. but it's just more expressed towards other other things and people are not really looking into 
like when it's directed towards himself so it's things to worry about being that i i experienced that myself i kind of know like the things to look for in well youth at least um so yeah during the summer i've like experienced like seeing kids that are exhibiting you know possible symptoms of that and i've Mm -hmm. had to like you know how to talk with parents or with a child or whatever um but yeah be on a lookout for things like that like you said wearing long sleeves when it's hella hot outside like or just you know some people just chalk that up to like oh they're just you know ashamed of their body and things like like right you gotta pay a little little closer attention not everything is just growing pains of adolescence True. but there are some niggas out there in the middle of summer with black hoodies on and i'll be yeah bang, yeah there are some people that just like to wear a jacket but you gotta i don't know it, it just hits a little different when you're watching when you're yeah. trying to figure out there are like i said there are signs yeah i know we kind of want to discourage it because i mean when you're young like that you're developing your own coping skills that right. way and still that kind of goes into you know pruning which is you know their brains are creating habits in mm-hmm. what's what's working or what they're using right now they're going to keep that and keep you know exactly and their brain and then things that they're not they're just going to forget and pop out yeah that's why mm-hmm. uh you know even as young as you're kinders or whatever mm-hmm. you know if you're noticing like every time your kid gets upset it's like oh i'm gonna go bang my head or do stuff like that like those are things to look out for because like he said you know they're developing their own coping coping, coping mechanisms and whatnot and yeah stuff like that is yeah, yeah. and they're gonna go straight for what works and mm-hmm. if the only thing that they know is self-harming then that's what they're gonna continue doing because it helps relieve. It shows results. All this other stuff moves way too slowly. I don't like. I don't want to talk about it. I want to handle this problem for myself. So in order to do that, I need to hurt myself. Yeah. And they're gonna keep doing that. And they can do that from teenage years into well into adult years and just continue on. And it will get more toxic the older they get. Yeah. Unfortunately, because. Like we said, the the older you get, the more access you have to certain things. So, yeah. Yeah. Just be aware. Moving forward, let's slide into uh, our next one. That also goes hand-in-hand with depression and self-harm. The next step up, suicide, which is clearly what we all know and what a lot of us have experienced killing ourselves. Yeah. Man. Uh, so that's why, again, going back to one of the main questions that you get on the questionnaire for therapy is, have you thought about hurting yourself or hurting others? And they're kind of going along the lines of self-harm and as well as suicide. Um, yeah. Uh, suicide is becoming more and more common these days. Mm-hmm. Why, why do you think that is? It's a big epidemic. Um it, let me let me backpedal a little bit. I feel like it's becoming like yes, it's becoming more and more common, but it's also there has also been a recent spike within uh, young people as mm-hmm. far as committing suicide is concerned, or is concerned. Um, kids as young as like what nine, ten years old are killing themselves, and 
It is it's sad. Sad. Definitely brings lots of pain and grief that goes along with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so quite often, I think uh, what I said in previous episodes is that suicidality has a function in and of itself. Quite often, it's the belief that, you know, this would be the solution to it all, to end the pain. Right. Um, so quite often, that's what suicide, suicidal thoughts are. It's just the belief that nothing is changing. Hopelessness. There's nothing I can do. Helplessness. I don't matter in this world. Worthlessness. And I just... The only way to end it all is uh, end this pain is to end my life. Right. Clearly, that is another kind of faulty coping skill because right. if you're in your life, then you won't see things get better. You won't put any effort into making things better. And the game just ends here. Your story just ends. You don't see it change. You don't see the people around you change. You, that's yeah. just it. The end. And that's like. You know, like we said, if you're starting with these little things, it's very easy to get the older you get to start making more and more dangerous choices. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if it is that you're surviving, you're thriving off of like doing dangerous things like, oh, this this uh, lets me know I'm alive or. You know, it helps me cope with other emotions and so on and so forth. And it, it is quite possible that those all those things could leave up, lead up to suicide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for long periods of time, if you're feeling this way, obviously you may feel that it's time to end things. That there's no way that things will get better. There's no hope. You have no agency or power to do things. So... The next best option is to call it quits. I think the main issue with that regarding, you know, kids and teens is it's heightened in their aspect because they haven't lived that long. Some kids, they don't see past 40. They think 35 is old. Right. And so, and when you try to explain to them that there's a whole lot more life left to live they almost seem perplexed as in like no i'm gonna grow up i'm gonna be a firefighter i'm gonna do it for 10 years and then i'm gonna die like no no actually you're gonna do it probably for 20 years 30 years if you're lucky and then it's like wait what (laughs) what so i think just that lack of foresight kind of contributes to them Increase the increase in suicide attempts regarding them and the other issues around that. So something is definitely to keep an eye on because when you are suicidal or when you are having thoughts of it in your life, it's it's hard to see the ramifications of your actions if you do follow through with your attempt. The people that you'll be hurting, the people that will be affected by it, the changes that will happen, or how how much you'd be triggering other people. Right. Yeah. So, I think 
in the past couple of years, year or two, an epidemic has happened around um, 13 Reasons Why. And See, I never watched that. Mm. I felt like I was going to be triggered, so I, I chose not mm. to watch it. Uh, it, it just it just sounded like it was just too much for me. I mean, it's interesting. It's interesting. Something you know, you play. It's kind of like a mystery or somewhat. But for but doesn't the, it involve like suicide and like a rape and just yeah yeah no I yeah, I'm good bro yeah it, it's too much. Like, I, mean, I remember my first like I worked at um a program for teens during the summer mm-hmm. and like that particular summer that i took over um all the kids were like oh 13 reasons why mm-hmm. and i was just like i'm not watching that shit <laughs> like and yeah no i like i mean i'm an adult so i know like certain things will kind of like press my buttons and just get me to a place where i don't need to be uh, so that's why I chose not to watch it. But yeah, you know, again, this goes back to when it comes to kids, it goes back to regulating what your kids are exposed to and right. what they're what they're doing with their day to day. And I mean, I feel like I don't have any kids, but I feel like my child ain't gonna have no privacy. Like you, got, <laughs> you got privacy, but you know what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. but then again, I guess I can't say that because. I was going to say, you know, I didn't have privacy. My mom knew all my stuff, but I'm pretty sure she didn't know I was cutting. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it just, you got to just be aware. You got to be aware. And then, and then one thing that I do feel that the black community struggles with is knowing how to address the situations. Oh, yeah. So, for instance, I have, I have someone in my family that attempted suicide uh, years ago as an adult. And she was like, had a child mm-hmm. or whatever like a, a pretty pretty grown child at the time i think he was in his teenage years um but i can just remember all of like the family talking about like oh this is super selfish and like just kind of like yeah i know you know her if she would have succeeded in taking her own life like it would have mm-hmm. caused things but at the same time you guys we all need to realize that okay this person is feeling like a lot of emotion and a lot of things that we may not be aware of so there's there's certain ways to address it like you if if someone committed if someone attempted to commit suicide and they're unsuccessful i'm pretty sure that you coming in talking about how selfish this is and mm-hmm. all of those things like oh what were you thinking what about your kids what about this and what about that you know that it doesn't really help the situation mm-hmm. so i just need i just want the black community i just need us to be more aware and more sensitive to certain things right that's even on some like when i was in high school uh you know we went to oak grove i think i want to say like my freshman or sophomore year this kid climbed to the top of the theater because his girlfriend broke up with him or whatever and he was like in front of all right so our our school was extremely segregated where all the black people kicked it it was called africa so (laughs) he climbed to the top of the theater on the side where africa was and was like he was going through it like i remember it and he was threatening to jump 
But he chose to do this in front of Africa. And instead of like, like it might have been a little funny at the time, but instead of us being concerned, like, don't do it, it's not worth it, blah, blah, blah. I didn't say anything, but people were just like, jump. You ain't going to do it. You ain't about that life. Do a flip. Like, just mm-hmm. all types of stuff. And it's just like, yo, like, I, I know we were kids. We were in high school and everything. But you think back of stuff like that, and it's just like, you don't know what that young man was going through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seemed like, oh, it was just over a breakup. But maybe his home life isn't too great. Maybe he's doing terrible in school. Maybe, you know, he also just lost a relative or whatever the case may be. And he's just feeling like he has no other option. So, like I said, black people, we just need to, we got to do better at addressing mm-hmm. situations like this. Yeah. I think, uh, well, let me finish this and then we're going to hit that. So, but around 13 reasons why a lot of like the big controversy was kind of just like people were worried that it would, it praised the whole after effects of suicide and, oh, if you kill yourself, then all these people are going to immediately feel grief and make them pay yeah quite often that's the belief of like when you're trying to commit suicide yeah, that's you're, you're that's getting attention you're making your... someone feel bad right yeah while also you know getting away your pain but sometimes it doesn't work like case. that but in, it's kind of interesting how like if you're in that place of like worthlessness and hopelessness yeah you can you... see how like in your mind or in one's mind that that could make sense to them yeah but again that's a matter of like knowing where that or at least attempting to know where that person is coming mm-hmm. from yeah i think it, it it's a testament of like how interesting it is that we try to make major major life decisions while we're in such a like such an altering state of mind yeah well it sucks i mean because the reality of it is like even with me when these last month when I've been going through all of this stuff it's just like you feel like things have stopped but at the same time life is still going like things are still happening so it's Mm -hmm. very it's very easy to unfortunately get caught up in making a life decision uh, not necessarily taking your life but a big decision in that altered state of thinking because Mm -hmm. you it sucks, but you have to. Like, yeah. like with me, I, man, I wish I could have taken more time off work, but at mm-hmm. the same time, it's like, okay, Nay, you also have to pay this rent, so right. get it together. No, I wasn't in the best shape to be at work, like, and I know that, mm-hmm. but it is what it is. You gotta kind of just like push it down. Try to. Shit yeah. sucks. I'm not gonna lie. Shit sucks a lot, mm-hmm. but things have to get done i guess yeah i think that's that's what what it is for a lot of our listeners and everything like that but then to say to be in that state and have to make life decisions and to say like i don't need to talk with anybody about this or like you know bounce some ideas off of somebody to make sure like where we're at or talk up to somebody about what's going on with me so that i can get to a place where i can make sound judgments that's kind of like it sounds absurd right Mm, it doesn't sound absurd like speaking from a point of like okay i'm i'm good at the moment so it sounds it sounds great it sounds like that makes perfect sense 
Mm -hmm. Uh, But when you are so caught up in your own emotions and you already feel so isolated as it is, talking to somebody else isn't the first thing that comes to your head. Mm -hmm. I mean, with me, now it kind of is, but that's because I've reached a point in my life where I realize, okay, you've been trying to get yourself through this shit for so long by yourself that now you're mm. all effed up so you need to talk to somebody oh, made several mistakes and, and yeah and it's just like man. i mean that makes sense but you know to someone who doesn't necessarily know that hey you have depression or you're going through it or you have anxiety or whatever yeah or it's or okay someone... it's okay to talk exactly. to somebody and run, exactly and bounce ideas or when you're going through this you should yeah or, or someone mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like i said i just told y'all i've been struggling with this yeah. since early teens grown-ass woman dog like <laughs> and i just started going to therapy and stuff yeah. like that within the past two years so it's just like yeah. if you're raised to think you know hey let's just pray about it and like sometimes it just it don't mm-hmm. it don't do anything for you like yeah so i mean it's just practice is effort because i mean there's a lot of crazy shit i could have did <laughs> if i didn't like oh let me slow down let me let me bounce some ideas off nay or so and so i mean shoot you know there's quick. some crazy stuff i could do right yeah. now <laughs> there's a couple of times where i was like she's but mad I'm- at me we're not talking but you know what well if i show a better job real quick <laughs> what if i show up a better job with some with flowers these- yeah it's fine you know sure. <laughs> She don't want to see me, but it's it's okay. It's okay. You know, she's just saying that. She... So, yeah, in those times, I need to talk to somebody. I probably didn't tell you what I was actually thinking because I, I can was on use, I feel top like, shit. I feel like we're at a point where, like, sometimes I can tell you're about to do some stupid shit. Yeah. And I'm always just like, it's not worth it, bro. Like, regardless if you say it or not, I'm just like, damn. Nah. Dang, so you're going to hit me with the goodwill hunting. <laughs> I. What do you mean it's not? What? What do you mean it's not worth it? Oh gosh, I'm just like, what you, like don't do it. What don't. Do you mean, just, what do you mean don't do it? Or I'll randomly. I'm giving myself away, but like you'll be talking about some stuff, and I'm like, hey man, come with me to go do. <laughs> blah blah blah. blah. No, and damn well I planned on being in bed all day, but <laughs> I'm just like, nah. Let let me help my boy out. that's funny sacrifices but yeah no it just it's hard when you're Mm -hmm. when you're in that place to yeah to reach out and yeah like because you feel if you already feel like you're alone you -hmm. don't necessarily want to reach out to anybody because i've spent plenty of nights and hours crying by myself Mm mm-hmm I mean, I know, like, my, my close friends, including yourself, they, they know, like, I be crying and shit. Yeah. But, like, if I called you guys every single time I was going through like that, like, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah I'll probably start screening my calls or something. <laughs> like, but, yeah, so, it, mm-hmm. like I said, it's easy. It's yeah. easy to kind of feel like, you know, there's no other, I'm not saying suicide, but, mm-hmm. like, there's no other outlet and it kind of like you kind of get you can understand how someone could make that kind of hasty decision yeah yeah i don't know and i think that for those that are working towards doing that more and are like they 
they have the same support system. They're still sending those same people every day. I don't think it's it's frustrating if you hit them up every day as long as you're you know doing what you feel like you need to do to get better and you're making steps forward it's no problem that you're calling them you know every day or every other day to check up because i know we're doing your best i this guy can vouch for it i'm just like i know y'all try to call me calling I know you don't want to hear this no more. <laughs> and people were just like, no, nah, you good. Like, yeah. whatever. Talk to me. But it's it's hard. It's... I And I... and it, It's hard already. Mm-hmm. But I feel like throwing in the extra fact of like, oh, you're raising a black household and all of that. And you don't necessarily... You don't talk about mm-hmm. going through emotional things and no, shit like that. It makes it so much harder, bro. Mm-hmm. So much harder. Like some stuff I'm looking at that I just be like going through and I'm just like this shouldn't be so debilitating for mm-hmm. me, but I don't know how to like mm. like talk about it and like it it's not that I don't know how to talk about it. I know right. how now, but it's just like, you know, in the back of my mind, mm-hmm. one thing that I always hear is what happens in this house stays in this house. So maybe this is this is a time where we start talking about like how in black homes how this is addressed. So what do you think? What what what's like how like how you told one story already. So how do you feel? How was it addressed with your family that that suicide? Um honestly, like after they went through First, it was like, oh, she's selfish, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And then it was um, because okay. of the... So right on top, blame. Like, no. Nah. Yeah. And then it was just like, oh, she's doing this for attention. Mm. Um, because then, you know, I- I'm sure y'all have heard other black people say, if you was going to kill yourself, you would have did it. Mm. None so of this like going to the hospital shit. Oh, yeah, yeah like... Do it right. Exactly. Like I said, oh, mm-hmm. jump. You know what I mean? Like, so... Um. Yeah. No. It's not. It's not a dress. That's not a. I mean. I shit. We could sit here and talk about just black people in general, mm-hmm. where we like black people don't commit suicide, bro. So denial, just straight up dead denial. ass. Yeah. I mean, I can't tell you. I've even said it myself mm-hmm. that if something ever happened to me and the police are like, "Oh, it's a suicide," it is a lie, blood. <laughs> investigate that shit Mm because i definitely did not do that um that and then being accompanied by growing up going to church oh yeah suicide's a sin yeah uh so that that kind of puts the little grief on you and then if if you if for instance my relative that attempted to do it you know very religious family uh, Mm -hmm. that we come from so it's like so you gonna dishonor the family and Mm. disrespect god like that being selfish and just all types of things so yeah no it's not it's not addressed in black households no. it's shunned i mean Shun. as it should be no one should be committing suicide mm-hmm. but like i said there's a certain degree of sympathy and sensitivity that we need to adapt into yeah. the the way we handle things because it's kind of is real cutthroat yeah and i feel like there's a lot of families that I think you said it earlier, are not prepared for those discussions or those topics. So quite mm-hmm. often they just avoid it. They yeah. just like, oh, yeah. that happened. Like if I, if my 
13, 14 year old self, 15 year old self came to my mother and was like, mom, I'm depressed. Mm-hmm. She would be like, just walk it off. Yeah, she'd be like, what you mean you depressed? What do you have to be depressed about? You ain't got no bills to be depressed. Exactly. You ain't got no bills. Mm. You doing blah, blah, blah. That's that's one spectrum. Mm -hmm. And then the next spectrum is, so we're going to go to church. We're going to pray about it. Yeah. We're going to ask that God release you of these demons. This spiritual attack on your soul. Exactly. But nowhere in between Mm -hmm. that is like, maybe we should go see a therapist. No. No, it's, it's, it's one or the other. Or let alone a, a suicidal attempt or just self-harming and just like, oh, okay. Um, I feel like those things let's are... Let's um, let's, not, let's not talk about it. It's that. hushed. Yeah. yeah. This is just like how we... I was about to go a whole nother level oh. with it. Um, <laughs> but, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. any... Mm, I gotta say it. Oh. <laughs> like... Here we go. If there's a known child molester in black families instead of you know calling a spade a spade you know what i'm saying we we brush it under the rug and kind of just hush it up like um for instance the other day Mm. a rerun of damn what's that damn gabrielle union show on bet um mary jane Yes, being Mary Jane. Yeah. Um, where her best friend committed suicide. Yeah. She committed suicide because she was living with, like, depression and all of that stuff for several years. The start of her depression was that she was molested by her stepfather from the age of, like, 9 to 16. Mm-hmm. Um, and do you think mm-hmm. mom left stepdad? Nope. No, still together. Uh, she hadn't talked... She hadn't spoken to her family in over 15 years before she committed suicide or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But just the way that everything handled, that that episode is a prime example of how a lot of things are handled within the black community and within black families. We we don't want it out because you don't want to embarrass the family name or anything like that. So you handle it within. Which is part of the problem. Yeah, a big part of the problem. Mm-hmm. damn near is the problem yeah um so you handle it within and our our choices of handling is things like okay we're gonna go talk to the pastor about it and mm-hmm. so on and so forth or you know we're just gonna hush it up and mm-hmm. you know claim that labeling that girl crazy or whatever mm-hmm. and it's just like no we need to address shit this is why people struggle with being able to cope with any emotions that we go through as it is because yeah. like i said anytime i go through things before I can actually call anyone, mm-hmm. I hear what happens in this house stays in this house. Yeah, and it's just like it, it's crazy, like how much that applies to me in like my life and everything. Like, mm-hmm. and when I say what happens in this house stays in this house, it's not just literally a house. Meaning, what happens in your head stays in your head. Like mm-hmm. that's your shit and your shit only. You deal with it. You mm-hmm. figure it out. And then we also have the whole stigma you're a strong black woman yeah or just being black in general we're already born at a at a lesser state basically when it comes to this country Mm -hmm. uh so we automatically think like hey i I have to go through all of these struggles because that's just being black Mm -hmm. it is what it is it is what it is we don't show weakness exactly well yeah so blame is another one like you said uh, whether it's blaming the individual themselves or whether some non correlative object or thing or situation as oh oh 
It must be that phone. Must have been them, them, them video games. Right. Them, that, that damn Nintendo. You can't have that Nintendo. I'm depressed. Put your damn phone away and you won't. See, what, what you need is more. Jesus. That's why. That's that's it. And like I said, I'm not. See, if you were to brush your teeth. You're stupid. Shut up. You ate them veggies. Then we wouldn't be having this problem. Yeah. it. It's like a form of deflection. Yeah. They don't want to. They don't want to deal with the. Mm-hmm. It's too much. Challenging, just like well, if you don't do. If you ain't gonna do it. Do them yeah. black flips off that thing. Yeah. Are you tripping? Like I said, they were, they were like mm-hmm. uh, with my relative. She um tried to like OD basically, mm-hmm. um and they were just like. She wasn't trying to, she wasn't really trying to kill herself. If she was, she would have just slit her wrist or da da da. And I'm just like, you know, as a kid, I'm listening to it. I'm not really a kid. I was a teenager at the time. Mm-hmm. But now looking back, it's just like, like, y'all are fucked up. <laughs> you gonna be like, oh, she didn't even do it right. She didn't yeah. mean like. Make a joke out of it. Like yeah, it like the same shit with like slitting a wrist. It's just like, oh, if you're if you're going across, you ain't really trying to kill yourself. You gotta yeah. go down the road. Da, da, da. And it's like, just, <laughs> I'm just like, yo, that's heartless. <laughs> that is so heartless. I yeah. can't believe it sometimes. But hey, it's it's the reality of the situation. We have a yeah, like, and then they go into downplaying of like you know it's, it's not even that bad. Like it wasn't that serious of an incident. Like, she just she's you know she's gonna get better. Accidentally took a whole pi- bottle of pills. Had one of her days. And it's just, yeah, she's going going through it. You know, downplaying everything. Like, no, it's pretty pretty serious. She almost ended her life. Right. If you weren't there, or she take one extra pill, or you know what I'm saying. If someone if hadn't he, come home at that time, yeah, then, yeah, then he would have been gone. How about this? Do you feel like there's punishments that some some families treat 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 this with like punishments or like you know, oh just for that then, you know you're grounded for a week because you tried to end your life or like, oh no no we're going to Six Flags you have to stay here mm. with your cousin because you gotta be watched or. Or kind of either directly or indirectly punished. I feel like with stuff like this, uh, when it comes to like depression or self harm and things like that, um, because they don't want to. Almost feel like, like I said, they deflect, so they don't want to deal with it directly. It might be some indirect punishment type mm-hmm. of thing. Like, nah, you can't go. Or or I'm taking your phone away since you don't want to get out of bed and you want to cry so much. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like this is this is what we've been taught and how to deal with our depression, our suicide, suicidal thoughts, and our self harm. I think um, as teenagers, of course, like we've been taught that, like, well, if we bring this to our parents, they're so you know stressed, they're so stretched thin, they're so you know etc. That you know. If we brought this to them, it's just going to overwhelm them. Or that they're not in a place to hold these feelings for us Mm -hmm. or with us. Or it's just a cycle, you know what I mean? Like, they Mm could have not necessarily been going through things themselves, but, you know, they've seen it handled this way and that's what they know. So that's Mm -hmm. what they continue. 
as well as up to us to break these uh, cycles and generational Damn. curses. Damn. Message. Just saying. Damn. That was one of those jewels that I told Man. y'all we'd be dropping right there. Don't, don't, dang. Okay, Westbrook. Dime. You're padding your stats. <laughs> but yeah. So, I mean, today we definitely need to make adjustments for our future, for our handling of mental health and, and everything. Mm-hmm. So, and it starts with it starts within yourself. Like, think yeah. about how you're coping with things and then, you know, you can take it a step further and think about how you're responding to people who may or may not be reaching out to you mm-hmm. um, or exhibiting clear signs of they have some things going on and kind of need some help. Um, yeah, so, you know, we can get better as a community. Exactly. Um, so when you're encouraging individuals to go into treatment, um, quite often acceptance is key. They are going through something. Their depression is serious. Their self-harm is serious. Their suicidal thoughts or or suicidal attempt is something that's serious. And it's something that happened. So the next step is looking for warning signs, which is quite often difficult. um, Because depression is intrinsic, so quite often it starts within the individual. And those outside of them won't notice until several weeks after it begins but quite often you want to look for the same signs of depression as well as some suicidal symptoms such as thoughts of hurting themselves or thoughts of ending their life you can also assess for suicidality by looking for intent that they're going to hurt themselves they know they are or they they feel like they're going to um, plan. Quite often they have a plan of how they might do so. And as well as means. They have access to the weapons, pills, sharp objects that they need to follow through with their attempt. So noticing these things or having them all together is something that would elicit the response of police or a mobile, mobile crisis stabilization unit to be involved to further assess the individual so to determine whether they need they need to be put under a psychiatric hospital hospitalization to ensure their safety so definitely definitely take those things seriously there are a couple of other things as well but we shall include those in the next episode the last two are with these issues of depression, self-harm, suicidality, you want to address the issue. Talk to your children or your loved ones about it. Don't deny, don't challenge, don't downplay because, once again, this is a serious issue. Practicing your acceptance, acknowledging the warning signs, and lastly, encouraging them to seek treatment or help. So... With all that said, yeah. With all that said, you're better prepared to address these issues within the black community. Yes, 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 yes. Black depression, black self harm, black suicidality are real things Mm -hmm. that we need to change how we address them. So, 
That's my moves, yo. Yeah, so that's... uh, We'll wrap up this episode. Uh, Thank you all for listening. Uh, Once again, I'm your girl, Vanessa Danae. You can follow me on IG as well as Twitter. Uh, That would be Danae underscore Vanessa. That's D-A-N-E-E underscore V-A-H-N-E-S-S-A. Yeah, so uh, follow me. Yo, this is Whoosh Knight in the building. Holla at. Yeah, boy. Um, I hate you so much. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, If you didn't know, this is Love Yours, the podcast promoting black mental health, black mental wealth, and black mental stability out here. For the culture. For the culture. So, if you're looking for us, follow us on IG at Love Yours underscore podcast. And on the Twitter at love yours underscore pod hit us up in our dms regarding you know your input your guys's experiences love to read those up on here or if you just want someone to share with bow we're here to listen to your story because your story matters for sure uh be sure to like comment and subscribe you can listen to us on uh google Podcasts as well as well as apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. um like comment subscribe Yes, Give sir. us uh, some reviews. We're trying to get our listens up, peoples. There we go. Um, yeah. So oh. thank you guys for listening. Thanks. We'll catch you next time. Yeah. I. Right, right. Bye. Peace. Love yours, the podcast, the podcast.